welcome heathens and heretics around the world to a new year of In the Abyss. Um, in case you've forgotten, with myself, Joey Draganza, the voice of reason, Anthony, and of course, the holy man himself, Padre. Um, we're a bit fatter, a bit slower, still living the metal dream, but we're back. Um, how was Christmas, pair of cunts? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Is it um, warm? Yeah, we haven't had any rain. It was 23 degrees on Christmas Day once from a Still got mosquitoes in January. Fucking global warming. I'm not that sympathetic, to be honest with you. It just fucking rained here. So, you know, think yourself lucky. I uh, I was ill. <laughs> I got the big bug. But I cooked myself a nice dinner on Christmas Day. So Well, uh, that's what really matters. You know, that's it. With way, way too many peas on that dinner. Way too many peas. I just, no, no, no. There, no there, there wasn't. I just put it on top of everything else. So it looked like there was. Under, underneath the peas, right. it was roasties. Right, fair enough. Well, one, th- one thing I one thing I do miss about not being back in the UK is not only like the Boxing Day leftover sandwich, but just oh, yes. the ability the ability to go to like I don't know what your favourite one is, but you know like Tesco's, Marks and Spencers, and get like the turkey and stuffing and cranberry sandwich or something. Or you know, I, I think the Marks and Spencers one is probably one of the better ones. It's either that or um, pigs in blanket leftovers that are. Drop down to a yeah, 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 yeah. But like you know, just you, you've had your sandwich, but then like, you know you're, you're out shopping. And you think, oh, I'm hungry. That's you know, I don't yeah. want a Greg sausage roll. I tell you one thing, I did make though. So I, I made a lasagna for New Year's Day, and I had like the ragu left over. So what I did was I made like my version of imagine you know Greg's steak bakes, yeah. Right? But I made it with ragu, and then mozzarella and parmesan and a bit of bechamel on top, and then obviously put a lid on it, crimped it, put it in the oven. Fucking awesome! <laughs> no, really, like yeah. I, I need to copyright these. That like, it, it was really good because like really meaty, thick ragu with like loads of like mozzarella and um, parmesan cheese on it. I'm, I'm not sure. And then just, what the problem is, it's lasagna with pastry on it. No, it's not lasagna with pastry. On it. Oh, okay, it's, it's, it's a ragu bake. It's Padre's ragu bake. <laughs> right, okay. What are you gonna What are you gonna call it? You can't Padre's call it a ragu, ragu bake. Um. Needs a better name than uh, that. Okay. I, I'll call it a baked abyss. <laughs> well, but you could you could do a steak bake like Greg's do, but lasagna based. That would be good. That makes that is exactly what I've just described. What what is it? <laughs> do you even know what lasagna is? We're right, we're going down a rabbit hole now. Let's 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 let's, let's <laughs> like, yes, you could do a steak bake, but you know, I mean I, I can't get the um you know trying to get the cut of meat here, you know. A bit, bit tricky. So, right. Have we you finished know, talking you... about? Have we finished talking about steak bakes now? We actually talk about metal. Steak bakes are metal. I fucking hate Greg's. So fucking overrated. Um. Anyway, I mean, so that Greg sausage roll is it's 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 look, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'm not. No one's saying it's hot cuisine. It's just you know you're you're out in town. You're hungry. Okay. I mean, I remember back in the day when it was free jumbo sausage rolls for a quid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, first episode of the year. So we're going to look forward as to what is coming in 2023. Um, some key album releases, some possible album releases, um, maybe some sort of potential reunions this year. There's, there's a couple of things that have, you know, rumours are starting to fly around. Some bands to watch and maybe just some some general predictions for for 2023. Um, and I'm just going to quickly drop one of those in before we go on. And that is the new Inflames album is not going to be as good 
as people are hoping it will be. So I just thought I'd get that in there. I might be, might be wrong, and I hope I am, but that's my prediction. It's, it's a bit... People are setting themselves up for a fall, aren't they? Yep. I think um, all we need to do is when the Inflamed album comes out, and if it sucks a lot more than we're expecting, is go and listen to a band called Majesties. Um, their debut album will have been out by then, and it, it sounds like it sounds like the fucking Jester race. So that will yeah. um, that will ease the pain. But we'll see. We'll see. I will hold judgment until we hear the entire album, and I'm, no doubt we'll uh, we'll talk about it in detail. Um, so first up this week, we'll do our featured band of the week because we haven't done that for a few weeks. Uh, I want to talk about a British band called Gospelheim. Um, they're from Manchester. They describe themselves as Manchester's dingiest misfits, summoning some good Old Testament wrath. Now, if that's not a proper fucking description, I don't know what is. Um, they're a mix of, you know, sort of melancholic goth metal, a bit of post-punk and some even a bit of pop in there and a, a tinge of black metal every now and then um, kind of comes out of nowhere. Combination of male and female vocals, which I really like, you know, big anthems, huge choruses, um, highlight songs from the album. Great song title, Satan Blues. You can't go wrong with a song called Satan Blues. I'm sorry, I have to, I have to challenge this. Goth, goth metal is a distinctly Yorkshire thing. I don't well, think Lancastrians are allowed to do goth metal. Now, now it's crossed the Pennines. So the revolution is is. Yeah, I think that I, I, I mean, I you know, good, fair play to him. I like what I've heard, but you know, this could be the second War of the Roses. You know, <laughs> a goth War of the Roses. But look, it's um, you know, it isn't it isn't just. It isn't just a, a, a goth metal album, I don't think. It's got so much going on. Like I said, there is some post-punk thrown in there, and the, the combination of the male and female vocals, I think, you know, works really well. And uh, debut album is called Ritual and Repetition. Uh, it's out now on Prophecy Productions, and it's, um, yeah, it's, it's solid as a debut album. It's really well produced. There's a tasty gold vinyl knocking about as well, which looks quite nice. Um, so, yeah, I think if you're into Catatonia, Sentenced, typo paradise lost all that kind of thing i think you'll um i think you'll enjoy it so go check them out gospelheim.bandcamp.com i'll um chuck stuff up on social media as well so uh yeah that's that um something else we're going to do this year or something else ant is going to do this year is a, a a journey through metal history a personal sort of crusade into maybe some of the things that you know, some of the bands you've never listened to before or ignored or, or whatever. So, um, and give us an idea of what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So I've been into metal for 25 plus years, same as you chaps. Um, threw myself into it for the first 10 years. Not enough money, but a lot of time spent onto it. Um, not so much in late years, even with the money available to me, just as I spread myself thin across other music music genres um in recent years I've, I've come back into metal a lot and i realized how much i don't know classic stuff especially i mean the, the new stuff 20 anything from the 21st century is just so much it's just impossible to keep up with yeah um but yeah I, i'll hold my hands up i think up until five, you know five six years ago i'd never heard a black sabbath album i knew knew the main stuff best of but never got around to hearing actual an actual album uh, early Judas Priest, same with them, maybe early Motorhead. There, there was, it was embarrassing. So I thought, I've got to rectify this. 
And I decided very ambitious. Just, just like to just interject quickly, though, that takes some balls to admit that. I, I, look, <laughs> there's a lot of metal I know. There's a lot, you know, I've, I've got more than enough credibility, but it's it's time and money. It's as simple as that. So, yeah. you know, that's why I wanted to rectify it um, and do it properly. And I, you know, I'm into my history and looking at things from an anthropological perspective and how things develop. So I decided let's listen to metal from i chose 1970 i thought the black first black sabbath album was the, the starting point but i did you know check out a bit of late 60s psych stuff and work my way from there and to begin with i wanted to listen to everything that was considered metal from 1970 in in terms of albums that was a bit stop start because it was just too bloody ambitious um and i just dipped into most bands and checked out tracks and dug further into the albums if I liked them. So that's how I kind of realised I liked a bit of Wishbone Ash, Uriah Heep, um, King Crimson, obviously. So, yeah, that's it. So I'm going to I'm, I'm doing that gradually and I'm well into the 80s at the moment. I've covered I'm, I'm doing it by sort of subgenre. So I've covered the new wave of British heavy metal, um, identified the bands and albums I want to give more time to. But you know what? There's a lot of guff there. Bay Area Thrash, I'm very familiar with already. Um, I've, I've learned some good stuff from the first wave of glam metal. Um, and at the moment, I'm trying to cover the, the evil extreme stuff. So see how the first wave of black metal developed through Thrash and into death. So in the last couple of weeks, I've been listening to Venom, Merciful Fate. I've started on Bathory. Um, and next couple of weeks, I'm going to be checking out Celtic Frost because sadly, not really pushed into them much. Um, seeing how the early Teutonic Thrash interwoven because we know the early Sodom and Creator was very black metal in its way. Um, and I think once I've uh, done that, I'll take a break and start listening to the second wave of glam metal just to freshen my brain up. And then we'll dive into death metal at some point then. And in the background, I've been identifying American metal bands that really didn't get much exposure past the 80s and just kept a cult following. So stuff like Metal Church, Crimson Glory, Armoured Saint, you know, there's lots of that. And, you know, there's, there's too much, quite frankly. So it'd just be a track here, a track there and see what I like. But um, but yeah, um, at some point I'll get to the 90s and work my way through. But yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to listen to as much as possible because there's so much good stuff out there and there's so much that, you know, got a cult fan base and deserved more attention, but, you know, they gave up because they weren't selling enough albums at the time. Um, and there's a lot of shit. I've listened to a lot of shit in the last... Um... Have you listened to Cutty Sark yet? No. Oh. No, not yet. No, no, that, that, that will come. I think they're on the playlist of all that stuff. So um, I will get to it, but... Um, yeah um we're building that one up a little bit i think i think yeah 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 <laughs> I, I think what with them i will just go to that album of burning yeah. stonehenge i'll just i'll just i'll just put it on one morning and, and give it a go and um then go for a pint straight away because i'm not sure i can uh cope or a that. shower but um but yeah no, it's great fun i mean i i'm i mean that's just how i like to do things i like you know i, I love music documentaries on television I, i'm soaking up a great book about glam metal at the moment by Stephen Quirk I think it fascinates me how music um interacts with social and political history and and 
metal is is an absolute boon for that. So yeah, thoroughly Padre, recommended. Padre, do you want to weigh in on that? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's more the point of um, how how metal is intertwined with political and social history. Really, I think it's um, it's, it's a valid point. And you know, having the opportunity to go back and listen to it now with all the resources that are out there, um, like that this day in metal website, um, which is just yeah. a, a gift that keeps on giving. Like I said before, so yeah, that's um, a good website. Yeah, every uh, I think every couple of weeks we'll uh, we'll get another update from you as to where you are and uh, and what you're listening to and any sort of you know gems that you've discovered in the process absolutely yeah yeah no there's 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 been some great discoveries um so far um and more embarrassment as i've realized you know some of that early judas priest of Mohead is great and i should have listened to it years ago but there we go you know to be fair the 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 sort of 70s pre-stuff i'm not all that familiar with either so i'm not entirely sure why it's, it, it's but it just one. comes back to i mean we were talking uh, talking about slayer because i yeah. just those first two albums I've, I've, you know, I dipped into years ago, but because those, those next three are so, you know, they're iconic. Yeah. If you think about them, they are iconic. So the previous two, they kind of get lost in the mix unless you're really into, a, into that sound and they're good albums. Yeah. They are good yeah, albums. That's the thing. And they, they deserve more attention. And that's the thing. I've not given them that attention because I, I always go to rain and blood all seasons and the abyss. It almost feels like we consider Rain in Blood to be a debut album sometimes. So, mm. you know. mm. like Live by the Sword is a great song. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's Die by the Sword, sorry. Then it's, it's got, it's, it just lends itself. It's like when you listen to it on a like decade of aggression, like Tom Arai's like, if you live by the sword, you'll be die by the sword. Yeah. It's got a great riff in the middle of it as well. And it's, yeah. and it's the thing is, that first album, it's so well produced. Yeah, it's, 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 that's a, like a proper thrash sound, isn't it? I, yeah. I, filthy. I think it's the second best debut of the Big Four, and I think it's the best produced debut of the Big Four. Better than Metallica and certainly better than Anthrax and Megadeth. Who produced it? I don't know. <laughs> it, that's the thing, though, with like when you look back at certain bands or certain periods, it's so easy to get a bit myopic and bogged down in certain subgenres or certain bands. And there's so much of it out there. It's such a broad, a broad, ch a broad church, and under, underneath the roof, there's so much stuff to look at. So it's like, it's like if you if you if you were to try and get into classical music, where the, so firstly, where do you start? Mm. Where you would go for like the, the the obvious choices, like you know Mozart or Beethoven, or do you just go back and start going all the way back to like J.S. Bach and? Vivaldi, but then you know, do you end up listening to Mahler and Dvorak and all this kind of stuff? And it's like, you know, and sometimes you need someone to be able to point you in the right direction. Yeah, like that's that's like that that composer or that artist has made a, a contribution, but you don't need to go and listen to them right now. Maybe go and listen to those other things and then come back to that. And it's like you know, some it's, you know, almost like um. You need like a guide through like the forest. The forest is dark and dingy. You can get lost. <laughs> um, and, you know, you might not be able to make the connections between certain bands, not just in metal. In it, like, it, it, you could say this, but hip hop, dance music, kind of like, you know, what, like what is the difference between the hard house and techno and all that kind of stuff? 
you know, and there's always people that are going to be like, you know, this is this and this is this, this is the difference, but this is how it, you know, this is where it comes from. And, um, you know, I don't, like when we were talking about ages ago about like why we got into metal, you've very few people just get into metal, like kind of unilaterally and have no, like in a bubble, like, there's always some kind of external factor, whether it's a friend, a sibling, a parent, um, whether, or maybe they, they, they just growing up around the scene and they kind of get sucked into it. But there's that level of like, you know, guidance. It's almost like, you know, you're Virgil leading Dante through the seven circles of hell. So, you know, it's, and, and, and it, it's, it's like, again, if, like, if, if you were to say to someone, you know, I, th- I think you'd like metal, this is list of bad. <laughs> Go and fucking listen. It's, yeah, where do you start? Yeah, because you need, you need to get, you need to listen to certain things and then they might like a part of that and then that becomes a liking for the band or that album and then that gives them a taste mm. maybe they want, maybe that's as heavy as they go. So they might end up going more mainstream hard rock or, you know, I mean, very few, you're not really going to give someone like in the Nightside Eclipse as the first taste of like metal. You might be like, this is where you could, this is where you maybe you might end up at this point, you know, but. Uh, well, it's it, it, I mean, something like that. It's, what, why, what, why are they, why do they want to get into metal? What, is it about it that appeals to them? Is, have you heard something and do you like the heaviness of something or maybe something that's a bit more anthemic, but it's loud? Um, is it just the imagery? So I think a lot of the time with anybody that sort of stumbles across metalists, it's the energy more than anything because yeah, it's, it's most, so, most metal, there's certainly more, you know, commercially led metal, like say Black Album, for instance, Pluck That Out of the Sky. It's got an energy, it's got a bounce, and it's it's hooky, isn't it? So it just drags people in straight away. And this is and this is the thing. I would not point someone to Black Sabbath. No, no. And, and that's the thing. I, you know, for me, it started with Iron Maiden, and that's why I, you know, I really like Black Sabbath, but I will never really love them like I do Iron Maiden because they're not, they haven't got that kind yeah. of energy to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's part of the reason why you're you're going on this journey, isn't it? Is yeah. To discover all that stuff. So yeah, so, uh, I should also point out. Uh, just had a double check. The um, show "No Mercy" by Slayer was produced by the band and Brian Slagle. Yeah, see, I was just looking at that. He's so, got Brian Slagle down as as credited as as producer, and somebody called Bill Matoya, who was the engineer. But okay, yeah, Brian Slagle. So mm-hmm. you know, a man of many talents, clearly. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah. Every couple of weeks, we'll uh, we'll we'll come back to uh, Anthony's journey and 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 see where he is. Anyway, that's enough going backwards. Let's go forwards then and look at twenty twenty three because you know already there's there's quite a lot of um, albums that have been confirmed being released and and obviously some possibles as well. So um, the first one out this year is the new obituary album, which is out as it will be this week when this goes out to air. Dying of everything, which first couple of songs that have been released sound like proper yeah i think it's going to be a real strong contender for one of the albums of the year might be a sweeping statement but it's a bit tree um just a couple of the others before we talk any more about that sangra sugarbog their second album's out third of feb um the aforementioned new in flames album foregone is out on the 10th of feb there's a new steel panther album out 
called On the Prowl on the 24th of Feb. Not that I think, does anybody still care about Steel Panther? Are they still relevant? I, I, I don't know. It's Did the, the joke, joke was funny briefly, years ago? but it's just, I don't know. I mean, and I know they're taking the piss, but it's, there's some things you can take the piss out of in that, in that field. But I don't know, stuff, stuff like Asian hooker at this point. I know people say, yeah. oh, you can you couldn't yeah. do that these days. It's, I mean, that was what, 10 years ago, their various yeah. bouts, but it is it's questionable, isn't it? It probably is, yeah. And I think we've we've moved on a lot in that time. But the difference is, I think if you if you sort of around that era that and you know, stuff like Death to False Metal and, and that whole I can't even remember what that album was called. Um oh yeah, no, neither do you. Amazing, um yeah. but if you take the even if you take the the ridiculous lyrics away, they were good songs. You know, they, this is it. They're 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 experienced now, people. So much. Yeah, yeah. their their musical strength on that stuff. I mean, it's yeah. If you change the lyrics to something that's, I don't want to say serious, but not ridiculously juvenile. Yeah, you're talking a you're talking a classic glam metal album. Yeah, that's the thing. Having said that, you know, we saw them live at Brixton uh, years ago, and. You know, I was amused by the, uh, you know, the, the foam hands that you get at gigs. Yeah. With the um, devil horns where they had, yeah. you know, two and one. <laughs> the shocker. The shocker. Yeah. I, that was amusing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. We're all growing up, aren't we? But, yeah. Look, I, know, I mean, I hate it. It's horrible. They're on a, they're on a UK tour later this year as well. With, you know, I think there's seven or eight dates and they're fairly big venues. So they're obviously still, obviously still relevant. You know what? I haven't forgiven them because I think it was 2009 with when they broke. Yeah. And up until that point, they pretty much been a, a, a resident, resident band in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. They were called Metal School, weren't they? Yeah. They, they, they yeah. were up a real cult following and I'd heard about them and I thought I'm going to go and see them when I go to uh, California for the first time that summer. And of course, instead, they broke. So, of course, they spent the rest of that year touring the world. Yeah. And not, and I couldn't go and see them in LA in their, um, you know, bedroom. So, well, that's your shit timing, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of others then. Uh, the new Enslaved album, Heimdall, I think that's how it's pronounced. Yes. Um, the 3rd of March. That, I'm really looking forward to that because everything they do is just fucking incredible anyway. Um, again, the first couple of singles that have dropped are, yeah, they're, you never know what you never know what enslaved are going to do next, but you kind of know what to expect if you know what I mean. It's they're they're a very odd band, but how they keep almost reinventing themselves every single album that comes out is. I mean, that's that, that's what I want from a from a prog band. Yeah, something something that's interesting and hooks me back in that isn't basically showing off. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not self indulgent at no. all, at all. They've still got that that Norwegian element to it that, you know, will always be there. But yeah, ever since Below the Lights, the stuff before it was good, but since Below the Lights and on from there, they've been almost, almost faultless, really. So um, 24th of March, Baby Metal are back. Um, I think there's new members or it's a completely new band or whatever it is, but they're coming back. So that'll be a big deal for quite a lot of people. I think they at their peak they were playing some enormous arenas around the world so that that could be interesting and then on the 14th of april is of course 72 seasons the new metallica album we haven't talked about the lux eterna have we no we haven't but we i'll throw in, i'll it. throw in my second prediction of the uh, of the week and that is that the new metallica album will be considerably better than the new megadeth album i think we can all agree with that 
Not hard. It's on the strength of one song. Um, Lux Eterna, yeah, I really like it. Um, if I'd love Metallica to do an entire album of stuff like that. Three to four minutes. Good old, almost new wave of British heavy metal type anthems. Just cracking songs. That's what they're good at. That's what they've always been good at, to be fair. Um, I really like it. it. It's had mixed responses, I suppose, but Metallica will always get that. I, yeah. I, I like it. like it a lot. I was... Um... I was actually chatting with um, a mate of mine, Laura, who's a big Metallica fan. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit cautious just because, I, I, I don't know, this might be my cynicism here, but for me, there's always demand for Metallica go, be, being old school and getting that old school sound done. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I'm always thinking, you know, are they doing it just to please us, but they don't really want to be doing it? I don't know. I don't know. They sound, it sounds quite, they sound hungry. If you know what I mean, it just well, sounds they're, like they're Metallica. Into, they right? can do that. Well, yeah, true. The yeah, that, they, they the are. Thing. They are. I'm not, I'm not saying they can't do it well, but I'm always going to be. I suppose I'm just going to be questioning, especially because of their career so far, especially in yeah. the last thirty years. I'm always going to be thinking, do they really want to be doing this? But look, I love Death Magnetic, so yeah, yeah. I, I did. To be fair, and I, I really like Hardwired as well. So you know, I don't, what I do you think? think... I don't think. Oh, yeah, I've I've only listened to it once. Um, I I, I did like it. Um, I, I don't think you. I don't. I don't think Metallica are a band that's ever really gonna write an album in a specific way just because their fan base want it because they don't need to. They're always gonna shift X amount of units, and um, you know, like, I mean, everyone, everyone was expecting or wanted a second Black album. We got loads. That's completely different. Yeah. You know, then they went in a completely different direction with St. Anger. They did SM, which not really many people saw coming. And even if they go back, like Death Magnetic and Hardwired, and they go back and they write they write stuff which is like faster paced, higher BPM, that kind of stuff, chunkier riffs. They're not, I don't think in their mind they're trying to write um Master of Puppets Mark II or Justice for All. They're just trying to write. I think it's, is it, is it Hetfield that used to say it's the best album we can come up with at the time? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's still a damn sight better than a lot of other bands can churn out, so... At least that's an honest um, approach as well. This is the best. Yeah, yeah. I time. mean, look, like, they're still going. It's great. Yeah. I'll go, if, if I get, if I ever get the chance again to see them, I will. So... The album, the album is 77 minutes long, so it is a pretty when long... When is it album. out? April 14th. Right. So, What's the album actually called? Seventy-two seasons, and it's seventy-seven, and it's seventy-seven minutes long. They've missed a trick there. <laughs> well, it's seventy-two mm. seasons because it's um, it's loosely, it's a loose concept apparently about the first eighteen years of someone's life. Right. So I thought. Um, I thought like the other day. I, I was if I ever get the chance to pitch it to him, I really want Lars Ulrich to buy Devon. <laughs> And, and and call it Devonica, yeah, no Devonica, yeah, right. <laughs> and then literally, as you come down the M4 and get into Devon, there's a massive billboard with him in a white leather jacket, just going, "Hey, fucks." <laughs> <laughs> We've missed this. Uh, I, I don't know, have we? Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I think it's going to be considerably better than the Megadeth album anyway. It doesn't have to be great to be better than the Megadeth album. But I, I do think it will be. So there's a prediction number two. There's a, there's a file locked away somewhere, and it's just called Padres Tangents. <laughs> Some of these are off the cuff. 
This one I thought of the other day. I thought I'd drop that one on the podcast. But there is a docket and it's locked away. It's not for public consumption. It's, it's too too tangential, okay? Is that a word? It, it, it's too much of a... It, it's like, you know, have you ever seen that um, uh, Instagram account? Um, no Context Ric Flair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we need one for me. No Context Padre. We, we can, <laughs> I think we can do that. I think we, and whether anybody wants it or not, I don't know, but I think we can do it. We need, we need to build up the fa- fan base. But it's like, I mean, I'm new to this Instagram malarkey, right? And someone, did you see that reel? That I, I just, I didn't even know you could put music on reels, right? I, but like, yeah, I thought I, you have to have, I, I thought you had to own you the fucking a, music. You did a reel of clearly you and your wife on some kind of sort of short romantic break and having, you know, meals out and, you know, walking the streets of Catania and all that kind of shit. And you've got executioner's tax by power trip playing over it. <laughs> Yeah, I just thought it was like add music to your reel. I was like, what you can do that because I, I thought you'd actually have to own the song. So I just typed in power trip and it came up yeah. like, right, you can have that. That's doesn't fit, of, doesn't fit with the pictures. It's all been a like, yeah. and whatnot. So, oh, yeah, obviously, if you, don't, if you don't do that, if I was to basically take a make a reel of um, something I'm listening to on my um, record player, that'll get wiped. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's I, I'm the one broadcasting it from my yeah my thing. It's not coming through the app. It's yeah, it's bullshit. But right, it, it is. It's, it's fucking nonsense. But it is what it is. That's, that's the world we live in now. So you know. Um. So yeah, th- those are the albums that are confirmed so far. I think um, for me, I'm really looking forward to the obituary album. Um. I'm weirdly looking forward to the Inflames album, but I'm not getting my hopes up. Um. And Enslaved and obviously Metallica, they're the big ones for me so far. Possible releases this year. What's the um, name of the new Inflames album? Foregone. So if it's if we don't like it, we could just we start calling it Damp Squib. We can we can call it whatever we fucking like. There is a um, there's a limited box set of it as well. Couple of um, couple of LPs. I think it comes with a CD and some posters and shit. And it also comes with an Inflames pocket watch. <laughs> So metal merchandise has gone mad, but that's something we'll, we'll come back to on another another episode. So yeah, other potential releases this year, um, sort of nothing sort of necessarily confirmed, but possibly this year. Anthrax, maybe. Um, Alice Cooper has talked about recording, but I can't see that happening. There is a new Body Count album out this year called Merciless, but doesn't have a release date yet. I love Body Count. You know, switch your brain off. You don't need to think about it too much, but always good value. Um, the new Fear Factory album is coming. No, coming. please. We no, still don't know who the no, singer is no. yet, but it's coming. Like we went. I mean, did, did they not listen to the podcast we episode we did on on the working class roots of metal? And I was talk, specifically talking about deindustrialization. It's over. It's it's finished. We've moved to a service economy. We, we we don't manufacture anything. We don't demanufacture anything. We we don't, nothing's obsolete. Just fucking let it go. Is Dino Cazares on it? Is Dino Cazares going to be on it? I'm not having him on. To be it? fair, to be fair, everything you is paying in gravy. Now. No, is he on the album? Yeah, he is. He's he's the only one. He's the only one left. What, what's he got now? A nine string guitar. Uh, who, who, he, like, look, you know, he can have twenty strings. It ain't going to make any fucking difference. They're still going to suck. So yeah, that's that's that. Um, there's a new Frozen Soul album out this year. Apparently, uh, recently started getting into them. 
Um, some of the big boys as well have talked about recording Guns N' Roses, Judas Priest, but I can't see those happening. Guns N' Roses recording the full album? Nah, I, I don't think so. Um, Merciful Fate and King Diamond albums this year, though. So that'll be um, that'll be fun. Um, and a couple of other things that I want to highlight. Kerry King's new band are going to release their debut album this year, um, which I'm sure being Kerry King is going to sound like Slayer whether it's any good or not we'll wait and see but um and apparently power trip are working on stuff in the background and there are things in progress so there might be something from them this year as well with a different vocalist so that's one to watch i think anyone excited about kerry king's new band i'll give it a go yeah see so see what it's like when it comes out but it was only one one quarter slayer isn't it depends who, who else is with him yeah, I don't, exactly. I, don't want, I don't want it to sound like Slayer. That's a trouble. I want no, it a bit, bit, no. bit interesting. I just, you know, it's always funny though when like you 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 meet Slayer fans and you know you you just but a lot of Slayer fans they don't really go banging the drum about oh you know so and so is like an amazing guitar player like Jeff Hammond or Kerry King. I mean, I, I've always always thought Hammond would be much better. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's um, but then you do meet them, meet some of them who are just like they can't. The steam comes out of their ears. If I know Kerry King is overrated, what? You know, it's like, and they they, they just can't process it, and they get really aggressive. And it's just like, I think- listen, that, you know, but it's like, to be fair, it's like, um, is it my, uh, Steve Hughes? You don't listen to Slayer or Creator or bands like that because you want nicely, beautifully crafted solos. It used yeah. to fucking noise. Yeah. Screeching. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, I've always said, you listen to Seasons in the Abyss, Kerry King solo and that song is fucking wank. And it, Jeff Hanneman literally has yeah. to step in and save the solo for that song. I think, but that's that's why Slayer worked though, because yeah, yeah. Kerry King's was like fucking head through a wall kind of thing, and and Hanneman just brought that touch of class and and that bit of melody, and that's what made the difference. That's why the two of them work. So Kerry King on his own, I don't know, but he he has also said, and he's a, a prediction for twenty twenty four. I've got a feeling there's a Slayer reunion coming. Because two or three times now I've seen quotes from him saying how upset and pissed off he is that Slayer ended when they ended. And I've got a feeling there will be a reunion. Not this year, won't be this year, but I th- it might only be short, might be a few shows. I don't know, but I think it'll happen at some point. With probably with Gary Holt, I would assume. So And Tom Araya and Yeah, it won't won't be Lombardo. Um, Paul, Paul that's Bostaff. never going to happen. Uh, it'd be Paul Bostaff, I'd imagine. Yeah, but um, but yeah. Um, and talking to Lombardo, I think Testament are due to release towards the end of the year as well. So that could be interesting with Lombardo back on drums. I think that'll be um, that'll be good. They've been talking that it's it, what they're working on at the minute is is faster rather than heavier. So yeah, because the last two or three albums have been quite meaty, haven't they? Quite chunky but a bit more mid-paced, but they're, apparently what they're working on is is more, you know, high-paced stuff, so... Legacy of a legacy. Legacy of a legacy, yeah. Legacy and a gathering and a, and a legacy and a, you know, a bit of that, so... Yeah, that is testament. We know what to expect from them. It'll be... Um, it'll be good. Either of you two got any predictions for 2023? Or, not necessarily predictions, but things you want to happen in 2023? I don't know what, but I, I think something big is going to happen with Ghost. 
Okay. I don't know. I I know that sounds completely vague, but I think they're just going to step up a level in the popular sphere and do something really significant. And I know they only released an album last year. I, I want them to release an album called Ghost. Like, so, so on, you look on the, the front cover of the album and it's like Ghost. And then the title of the album is called Busters. <laughs> let me uh, let me let me mute him a sec. Um, yeah, you know what? That's 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 a that's a fair shout. I read something earlier on that um, they're planning to go through another kind of uh, image change and everything before the summer show. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. Um, before the summer show. So yeah, that that could be. Um, that could I, mean, be I mean, it could just be that he he actually takes over as the one true pope. Obviously, we got rid of one now. <laughs> um, can you imagine there's one to go you know that's, if, he, that's... if he does if he does I'm going Catholic <laughs> you've heard it here now yeah can you, can you imagine St Peter's Square on Easter that's, that'd, be, that'd be a laugh oh that'd be great yeah oh, fucking love it um, yeah you're, I don't, you're right they're on they're on the precipice aren't they of like mm, being indoors. yeah I think it's I don't I don't want them to change from what they are I don't want them to stop wearing their makeup or doing something you know that that's part of the thing but yeah, it's yeah. just you know the, the fact that Mary on a Cross has been a TikTok hit for some reason. Yeah. Um, they've done that sort of like sort of nineteen sixty nine esque video that, um, as well. Yeah. It's just you know they, they, they've. I, I see plenty of people in the in metal metal areas saying, "Oh, they're crap now," and it's just, no, they're not. No, they're not. They're, they're bloody not. This, you know, their old stuff. It, it's an acquired taste, but it's I've managed to get into it more recently. But it is. You know, it was spooky, occult, sort of, sort of heavy metal-ish. But the the last two albums, we are talking a, a proper fusion of classic '80s heavy and glam metal. Yeah, it's. I'm sorry, it's 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 not shit, and it is metal. It's modern day stadium rock. It is, yeah. Right. Um, and it's like I say, there, there's, you know, I've got friends who they're not huge metal heads. They like a bit of it. Have a love ghost. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I think something something's coming, but I, I just don't know what. Sorry. I hope so because they they do deserve to make that next step. I mean, see they're billing a, a download. You know, I they're, they're more than capable as a live band of headlining that festival. Yeah, you know because of what they can do. And when you see that they're playing under the likes of Bring Me the Horizon, who for me are just a fucking yeah. long running fad it's it just doesn't sit right with me because you know ghosts are going to be on on stage in the daylight at five six o'clock in the afternoon and it's just not that does, does doesn't work for me they deserve to be yeah you know above that they, they need to be in a film yeah they need to they, they need to be sort of playing in the background somewhere you know yeah. something like john wick or something like that with yeah. a shootout or well it is a fact it is a you know something the family are watching but it needs they need that because they will yeah, they will hoover up the fans. I'm sure there will be lots of people who listen to rock or metal back in the day and haven't got a clue what's going on, and they'll yeah, they'll, they'll love that. Yeah, yeah. Well, you heard it here first. If it happens, then we, you know, we'll refer back to this episode. Um, Mister 1992, any thoughts on what's going to happen in 2023? I think I'd like to see like bands like Lowest Creature get some traction. Yep. Tail Gunner. Um, tail, gun, tail gunner are definitely going to get traction this year. Yeah, definitely. I think based on what you've said about, and like obviously I've listened to the album and everything, but I think yeah, Malevolence will do something this year. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, I, think, I think lowest creature. I've, I've seen bits and pieces of their, their recording this year at some point or I think something, but a lot of the a lot of the um like band of the week things that you've uh, people you've mentioned um and the fact that you've got these bands have like it's quite easy for them to get large followings on Spotify and, yeah. and social media. And when I say large, I'm not talking about millions. I'm talking about like, even if a band's got 50 or a hundred thousand followers, yeah. you know, that's, that's, you know, that there's a lot of people that would love that. You know, a lot of bands would give, give their right arm for. So I think a lot of those um, uh, bands, Italy, like, you know, in human nature, and people like that, you know, it, gain a bit more traction, hopefully see some of the, the, the independent labels put some stuff out. You know, the more plurality you have, so it's not just based on a few labels. The the healthier the scene. So I think. Yeah, and I think. Um, I think. I think pe- people are generally, a lot of people are, are genuinely poised to start experiencing live music again after COVID. And I know we we're, we're technically. A year and a half out from the worst parts of COVID because it was still going on in twenty twenty one, but um, I think you've got you've got a generation of of of, of people who are like who are now becoming eighteen, nineteen, twenty that were deprived of the music and they're getting into certain scenes. I think the live music scene is going to become healthier depending on cost of living and wherever it is you're looking at. Yeah, when are we going to see when like is this the year that we see something really meaningful and substantive come out of somewhere where we don't expect it? Maybe Indonesia, the Philippines, Southeast Asia, Africa. And you think, whoa, you know, or South America again. Yeah, um, so there, there's a strong the, I, I think it's Nigeria um, in particular. There, there's a strong metal scene there i think i think it's nigeria i've seen some stuff online about it and there's some documentaries knocking about as well so uh, it's, it's all those those un- almost untapped resources aren't they some yeah. of these countries indonesia's got a strong little grindcore thing going on hasn't it? yeah that whole part of the world indonesia singapore i mean obviously worm rot from singapore yeah you know there is there is a there's definitely a scene for it over there you know they love extreme metal in the far east in general so you know it's um yeah, yeah. There's, there's loads of untapped resources. If you talk about labels, Padre, I think, um, you know, there's always been that kind of pretentiousness about, about you know, talking about record labels and that kind of thing. But I know at the minute, you know, we were talking off air earlier on about some of the record labels like 20 Bucks Spin, um, Church Road Records, UK-based label. Some of the stuff they've got on that label at the moment is just, just unreal. Um, and... Uh, Dying Victims Productions as well, just some some great great proper metal bands, proper fucking metal bands. It's like being back in the early eighties, and and these labels are just championing these bands and and putting the time and money into them and releasing their stuff on vinyl and everything like that. All stuff that cost money, but they're 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 back in these bands, and it's it's really good to see, really good to see. I'm I'm loving it, even though the price of vinyl is obscene at the minute, but. You know, I, so is everything. everything. Yeah, ex- exactly. exactly. Tickets. You know, it's it's suddenly starting to become easier to get gig tickets. You know, whereas 
two three years ago pre-covid gig tickets were selling out really quickly whereas now it's it's not happening yeah it's just it's just getting too expensive so you know i mean i look at like for instance madball madball are playing the new crossing in london on the 9th of feb 15 quid a ticket that's that's cheap really yeah that's a day after my birthday that's cheap so um that's uh, okay i, I think know that. i think that's, uh... yeah, i think i'll be going along to that um that'll sell out quick you know, it's, it's tiny. They're, they're doing it purely because the Life of Agony show um, a week before sold out. So they've dropped this headline show in. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's that's the only tricky bit, I suppose. Just the general cost of living. Is it going to affect, you know, music in general this year? We'll, we'll, we'll see. I hope not. But if it makes it easy to get tickets, then that's one positive. Every cloud and all that. Another prediction from me. Um, 2023 is going to be the year of goth metal. There's quite a few sort of goth metal bands knocking about at the minute. Like I said, talked about Gospelheim earlier. Um, I think Unto Others are going to have a really big year this year. I know they picked up, you know, a good, you know, Europe-wide tour with Behemoth and Arch Enemy and Carcass. Um, and they've been getting a lot of, um, a lot of airtime. Um, like I said, Gospelheim is a, uh, a band on Church Road Records that are about to release their debut album called Grief Symposium. That that's some of the best couple of songs, some of the best goth metal I've heard in years. But I think something about it, it is there's more and more of it creeping in, sort of doomy classic goth metal. I think it's it's going to be a bit of a it's going to be a bit of a trend this year. Are there year. any? Um, so just something just occurred to me. Are there? Would you say there are any? female metal bands that are maybe poised to have some kind of impact in 2023 or even 2024. Because I think to some extent we talk too much about male bands. Yeah. And it would be nice to start like, you know, we did the, we did the, you did the interview with um, so the Starbucks thing and is it Nina Cherry? Nina Cherry? <laughs> no, not Nina Cherry. Sorry, I did not interview Nina Cherry. What was her name? Serena Cherry. Serena Cherry. Sorry, sorry. Um, no, but again, that's my back. No, I think so, I, th- I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you, you go back over the years and you know the likes of, of Doro, like Ford and Holy Moses and bands like that. You know, women have always had a, a strong presence, so they should. Um, like Nervosa, yes. a one that I'm aware of, all-female thrash band, really good. Nervosa, yeah, and they've uh, one of them has formed a new band called Cobra Spell. Yes, Cobra Spell, a bit more, a fucking... uh, bit more glam, but yeah, glam yeah. trad kind of thing, isn't it? Really good. Yeah, I shall keep an eye on them. Um, yeah. I think I mean there's Jess Kane. Yeah, there's there's loads. Jess Kane. Uh, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> the Jess Kane <laughs> bandwagon. We we will, we will not stop until she's in the top forty. Oh, that would be that would be brilliant. No, I, I I did a workout earlier on to Jez Kane and it, it just works perfectly. So. Yeah, I like, I like the picture on Spotify, Kobe Spell. That's uh, yeah, I'm gonna like that and uh, <laughs> listen to that later. What was the other band you mentioned? Nervosa. N e r b o s a. Proper thrash. Right, and also I'm, I'm, there's also we probably will get a new album later this year because I think they've been working on it. Unleash the Archers. Oh yeah, I remember you mentioning them. Canadian Canadian power metal, but they're yeah. good fun. Yeah, I do, I do remember you. Um, they, they do quite a quite a decent cover of um, Northwest Passage. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it okay. works. Have you heard of a band called Crypta? Yeah. Mm, no, I yeah, haven't. They're, they're, uh, I think they're similar to Nervosa. I mean, 2021 single, Dark Night of the Soul. Good name for us. Yeah. Can't go wrong with that. But there are Instagram you know, fan fan accounts that are like, you know, metal goddesses and metal queens and stuff like that. And it's just posing, posting pictures of them. So I'm sure there's a lot of good bands to discover, but... Is even, there any other Sonya Instagram as well? Pages? So yeah, Sonia, yeah, yeah. Um, Life of Agony. Um, yeah. Is uh, there? If, if you talk about metal queens, maybe there should be Instagram feeds for metal kings, so we can just look at you know half naked pictures of Joey DeMaio and <laughs> you know and things like that. Oh, let's, 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 let's keep the balance. Well, that, that, this is the thing, though. I mean, why do we have to have an Instagram page called Metal Queen? Why can't it just be metal? There's no fucking need for it. No, there isn't. And it's just like, what is it you're trying to do? It's fucking clickbait. Come and look at these pictures of whoever it is thinks these are our... our and it's, it, again, it's the, it's the superficiality of it. That, you know, it's... That's not what fucking metal is about. And thing but is... Some, but, but somehow it's okay to apply it to anyone of the opposite gender. No one fuck no, no female metal fans get into metal because they think that Kerry King is hot. There's no, but you've got some... you've got to think you've got to think regardless of of gender, um, metal has always been very sexual. So it's always got that that imagery and it's always got that kind of delivery. Sexual so... from the point of view of the symbolism of male sexuality, like yeah, the, the, the microphone yeah. stands, the guitar is all very yeah. phallic. Uber male. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the tight pants and everything. Yeah. Um, there is a corner of Instagram. It would be nice to see, it would be nice to see a really strong uh, influence from either female, like mixed gender bands or female only bands or bands which are not necessarily, are like more kind of like gender fluid. And, and see where that takes it. Because again, any scene that you want to talk about, th there is that, still there's that hangover of fucking, you know, the, the kind of toxic masculinity. So, yeah. There was, um, um, there's a, a other point I was going to make, there's also Harriet. Yep. Uh, the guitarist. Uh, you got Debbie on guitar. Yep. Very cool. Worth pointing out, she, um, she works at a guitar shop as well. Yeah, very occasionally on Twitter, and it happened again this week. She'll have a quite justified rant because someone has come yeah. in and asked to be to be assisted by a bloke. It's not. Fucking, it's just what is wrong with people, though. What is fucking wrong with this world? What fucking difference does it make? You, any you, these, would, never, any you would never. You would never. You would never go to hospital and be like, oh, "I'm sorry, I want my. Uh, I, I I don't want a female doctor." You would never go to, you know... You <laughs> well, you say that. There's a lot of blokes still like that out there. You wouldn't go to a school and go, oh, you know, my kids, you know, in year five, are they male? It's got to be a male teacher. Bullshit. It's fucking you know? ridiculous. It's just like, you know... Oh, it's, it's... In, the, in this modern day, there, there should be no... I mean, fuck me, have any of these people ever seen Nita Strauss play guitar? But then you again, know, this it, is the other just... thing. This, this, this is... What, one of the problems is... One of the problems with this, across the board, whether it's that kind of like, whether you've got unconscious bias or you've got actual bias, 
um, or you've got verging on sexual harassment or making women feel uncomfortable, which is also a form of harassment. Um, rape, rape going all the way up to things like sexual assault, rape and everything. The, the best thing that we can do as mature, rational, middle-aged men is just fucking call it out. And just be, what the fuck are you doing? Not, 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 you know, back the fucking people that are being affected up by calling out this bullshit behaviour. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, what is your fucking problem? Yeah, I mean, like, if, if, if do you know, if, if someone, if I was working in that guitar shop and someone had come in and said that to one of my colleagues, I would have gone in there and be like, do you know what? Fine, you want a bloke? Try the fucking guitar shop up the road. Yeah. Fuck off. That's the right approach. That's the right approach. I know I'm not I'm not going to validate your bullshit behavior. Yeah. And your negative um your kind of what's the word entrenched bias. This is I mean this is an extreme suggestion, but if a if a retail establishment willingly participates in that, are they not potentially guilty of Breaching um, equality. No, I don't think they are. I, 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 that's 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 that would you know you'd have to go away and. Re, uh, oh yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe someone wants to let us know. If, yeah, if, I mean, if it, it, it wouldn't get to court because it's such a very very thin line. But it's it's you are you know you are compliant. If you if you give in and do what they say, you're 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 um, empowering that attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, yeah. So it's, I don't, no, I don't it's, it's no different to it's no different to empowering racism or, or anything now. Yeah. It's it's prejudice. See, look, there are there are very there are very like small things you can do over the over a lengthy period over a long duration. Well, ultimately, I in the sound. It's not going to happen overnight. But for, I'll give you an example. So if I'm if I were to teach a class of seven or eight year olds nine-year-olds and you're doing like job vocabulary it's very you do very simple things like so if you talk about a doc you know you doctor nurse teacher whatever engineer mechanic you show them pictures of so like you know you don't want them to just automatically assume that a nurse is female so you you show them pictures of male nurses and you show them pictures of female mechanics and you, you kind of start dispelling this link between language and gender or occupation and gender and it's like you know these these little things that you can you can do, and 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 they do have a fucking difference. But it's it's obviously it's easier to do it with younger kids, but it also needs to be done with you know full grown adults sometimes. Yeah, people still need that education. You know, and it's not even about educating them. It's like I said, it's calling out this behaviour and being like, what you know, literally not not what is your problem, but why do you feel that that, that this asking for help from uh, a male in a guitar shop is better for you than having a female do it. Like what you, you, you it's literally, you don't know how good that person is going to be on the guitar. You don't know if they play, you don't know how much they know. You're literally just looking at it and being, that's a female. She can't help me. I have this idea lodged in my mind that guitars equal men. Yeah. And you've got to break that connection. Yeah, 100%. And look, it, it, you know, if, if, if we can be, if we can be part of that to call that out, then then all the better, you know. So, um, yeah, but it, it sucks. But unfortunately, it's still a part of life. Hopefully it won't be for much longer. But Yeah, man, I'm just like, I'm sick of skeevy little bastards 
yeah you know, that pop up all over the place and you're like, you know just really cross boundaries with people uh, social media is one of the worst platforms for it you know we've all seen it it's, it's appalling what people think they can get away with on um on, on probably twitter more than any other platform but and, and i don't think the likes of twitter facebook instagram i don't think they do enough to stop it happening they really don't so and i know debbie from herit another one something else that she's posted is is about men pestering her for a phone number or photos yeah, yeah, and things yeah. like that at gigs it's just it's just fucking wrong it's 2023 for fuck's sake it's it's not 1975. Just get over it. What, what, like would, what would Lemmy do? do you, He's Lemmy fucking would... champion for band. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's it kind of thing. I, you know, I mean, we, we know he had more than enough women in his life, but he championed girls' schools, Skunk and Nancy. He saw women as equals. Yep. Yep. So, he, you know, he, he gave um, Chrissy Hind the, the, the lift hmm. up that she needed. Yeah. You know, and, and look what happens to her with the pretender. So... It is. It's fucking bullshit. It really is. But you know what? Let's 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 move on from that because it's a lot of negativity, and, and let's 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 talk about things a little bit more uh, positive. Um, so, bands to watch. I've, I've mentioned a couple of already. Um, my fourth prediction for this episode: Sangra Sugarbog will be everyone's favourite new death metal band by the end of 2023. The reason why I think they 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 started to gather traction last year um, outside the US, in the UK, Europe, whatever. Um, and they got a second album out on the 3rd of Feb, like we said. They have the ultimate unreadable logo, which is, which is a, you know, a, it's an essential ingredient. Um, and they are fucking out there. It's, the music's nuts. And I think when we're all looking for something a bit more extreme, yet the band themselves seem to be really accessible at the same time. Those two elements are going to work. And I think they're, they're another band that are going to, they're going to explode this year. So watch this space. Um, a band that, that we discovered in the last week or so uh, called Moonlight Sorcery. Yeah. Uh, so they're from Finland. We all know, you know, Finland's history with, with metal, but not so much with black metal and Moonlight Sorcery are very much a classic black metal band. And, you know, with a few other elements thrown in. It's two EPs out. I can't remember the titles because they're really long. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's typical, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's like telling a story in an album title, you know. Um, artwork's brilliant, proper black metal. You know, the, the production's a bit a bit rough around the edges and whatnot, but that's good. It's, it's, there's, there's work in progress. It's just right. It, yeah, they're really it accessible. Yeah. But they've got it. That's the thing. They're not accessible yeah. to the point of being pop or anything. It's black metal. Yeah. But it's, yeah, I mean, for me, you know, I'm, I'm a bit choosy with that stuff, but straight away I'm thinking, yes. Yes, yeah. mate. If they can take those two EPs to the next level, mm. then then I think they, that that's going to be a big one. And yeah. it will, yeah, because like I said, Finland and black metal, it's never been a, a, a great relationship, but you know, they're, they're you know what? Take I, it I on. think that's it they're not norwegian so maybe yeah. they don't have that impulse towards nihilism yeah and you know what there's 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 a there's a, a finishness to their sound mm. you know there's some sort of bottom-esque keyboards going on in there in places and some of the guitar work is is a bit of quality isn't there yeah, yeah yeah it is um 
the, the, the second EP that was out in 2022, there's an instrumental on it called Constellations. It's about seven minutes long. And I shit you not, it's one of the best metal instrumentals I've heard in many, yeah. many years. I mean, they both, they both came out last year, actually. But yeah, they yeah. The they tail did, end yeah. of each year. So, so yeah. Yeah, very good. So, yeah, keep an eye out on for them. They'll, um, I think that, that album, when it's out later in the year, will be will be a good one. Um, anybody else got any? I'm not going to ask you, Padre. And yeah, we've um, we've got up? an album uh, in a couple of weeks, a debut album on Twenty Bucks Bin by a band called Tribunal. Yes, um, just clocked them today. Yeah, um, so it's doom. It's, it's essentially doom metal, and that's not normally my thing. Um, working on that, hopefully. <laughs> not there's not there's not much in the eighties of that, but there's there's a bit to get into, so I'll get there. But yeah, doom doom metal, but. Um, yeah, the, the two tracks I've heard that, that have been out there, they they grabbed me. Yeah, they they did. They they clicked as you know when when someone like that has me you know paying attention, um, that's a good sign. And again, there's an accessibility there. And female vocals really do complement the sound. And I've, you know, I've, I'm hearing stirrings and seeing stuff on social media that it's it's a bit of a belter. So. Yeah, I, I think um, it, I've only heard the one song, which I listened to about an hour before recording tonight. And um, yeah, I, I, it was it, it, like you said, it grabbed me straight away. There's there's yeah. there's a hook to it. I love the fact it was quite it was quite low key for a lot of the song, and then all of a sudden it kind of go, it just goes huge, and the production's amazing. The vocals fit perfectly. Quite unique vocals, actually. Not something yeah. I've, I've really heard that much lately. And yeah, I think that that. Yeah, for, like I said, fresh in my in my in my listening, and I'll I'll give it a couple more goes. But really like what I've heard so far. So yeah, I think that yeah, you no. know, look, twenty bucks spin gave us Dava last year. So yeah, you know, it's it's, it's a great start. Absolutely, and then they they that's uh, that's the label with Majesties on that we mentioned. Yes, earlier that we talked about earlier. So yeah. who, you know, they're on to win already. Um, there's a couple of uh, death metal albums out this month that I want to keep an eye on as well by uh, Leper Colony. And yeah. throat locust. <laughs> Some of these um, names of yeah, names. so so again, solid stuff from what I've heard. So they're they're going to be definite listens for me. Uh, the other one I want to listen to at the end of the month is by a band called Torso, okay. um, who are on the same label as Video Nasties and Swamp Goblin. Right. Okay. Um, are they British? Are they British? British. Yeah. 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 They're um, yeah, North Northern somewhere. Um, they got a similar vibe as Video Nasties. They got that horror movie kind of sound to it. Um, they're not quite as deaf as as Video Nasties. They're, they're a bit more, I suppose, groovy rock. Yeah. Uh, but they've got still got this real solid sound. Um, but it's kind of like, yeah, there's a sort of horror, slight punk, rock and roll, you know, dark, deafish metal vibe to them. Um, my up my anyway, basically. But uh, yeah, that's a debut album there that I'll I'll be checking out. The the British metal scene at the minute is churning out some amazing stuff. It really is, and, and there's just so much out there. Much. They're just coming out of the woodwork almost on a daily basis at yeah. the moment. And there's also a yeah, there's also a chapper from Cornwall called Seven Doors. Yeah. Well, he's not called Seven Doors unless his parents were quite, you know, adventurous. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 full on death metal. Um, I'll, I'll need to give it a go. But this guy, this guy's clearly a fan of Lucio Fulci, uh, an Italian yeah. horror movie director, because yeah. 
the the yeah the the cover art the song titles um if you've seen films um like the beyond and city of the living dead you'll know how gruesome they are and full-on and yeah this this guy loves fortune so for that alone i'll be giving it a go yeah the the, the one or two songs that i've heard really good one man project isn't it it's, it's all done by him so and we like one man projects don't we we do like one man projects uh and we'll, we'll i'll talk about that in a sec yeah. um but yeah padre's cornish so check it out seven doors where are they from somewhere in cornwall don't know exactly where <laughs> So, uh, yeah, check that out. Um, all right. So, lastly, a um, couple of reunions hovering around in 2023. Biohazard, we already know about. They're playing Bloodstock and apparently are releasing an album. Um, quite looking forward to that. Always had a soft spot for Biohazard. And uh, was it New Year's Day? We saw this it one was. pop yeah. up, wasn't it? Um, from Ricky Warwick across social media. Um, what was it? What was it actually said? Never say never, was it? Never say never. So we, there's nothing official, just a logo with never say never. The Almighty. The Almighty. So I, I might have wet myself. For those of us who sort of grew up, you know, with a lot of those bands, and and, and I'll, I'll I'll let you talk about that in a sec. Um, but never got to see the Almighty, like I've never seen Thunder. That's a big reunion for me. That one. Yeah. Be all over yeah, that. For- for people, I, w- I wouldn't even say people of our age. It's people who are a bit older than us. Yeah, yeah. Because we, yeah, because in in the basically in the late eighties, early nineties, we had a Britain had this kind of little mini hard rock scene that sort of just sat on its own. It it complemented the American stuff and still kept going whilst grunge was happening. But it was it was very down to earth, proper hard rock with a bit of a metal vibe to it. Um, you know, long hair, denim, bit of leather, bicycles, no nonsense. Um, not as flamboyant as the American stuff as no, at all with no. that. It was it was a fresh alternative. So you had Honest. Almighty. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, yeah, because yeah, you're not, you're not going to get people like that from in certain parts of Britain at that point in time. You'll get you'll get beaten up, quite frankly. If you <laughs> if you if you look if you yeah if you dress like poison walking down a street in Leeds you're dead basically um yeah so we, yeah we're just talking blokes um blokes playing proper hard rock and yeah you had the almighty and they released some cracking stuff um over a 10-year period yeah about uh, that they, yeah they had a, they had a brief break in the late 90s and then did a couple of albums later which were solid but um yeah, yeah over those 10 periods they they kind of evolved from a like i say a proper real sort of metalish hard rock band and I think by by the time their last last album in '96 came out of that period, they they were touching on sort of punk, gang, gangland sort of uh, vocals territory, and yeah. um, it, it was still great, but it was different. But they they called it a day for a bit after that. But yeah, the Mighty are fantastic. They were they were real. They were loved in the British rock press yeah, because yeah, they were yeah. they were us. They they were just something simple and straightforward, and they had the choruses and the tunes, and they were heavy. Uh, there was no bullshit. Um, and we like all we all love Ricky Warwick. Yeah, and Rick, of course, yeah, Ricky Warwick. He he um, he has heads up Black Star Riders now. He headed up the reformed Finn Lizzy in recent years. And did he justice? He, he fucking nailed it. Yeah, that's the thing is if you if you're going to do that, you've got to do it properly. He fucking nailed it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the man, the man, he he's one of those real unsung heroes. I think in rock that doesn't get the respect he deserves. Yeah. Um, 
based on his yeah. career. So, I, I mean, 93, they, they did a tour with Wild Hearts and Curb Dog, and it's just, it's one of those tours I, I just I just cry, but I wasn't old enough to go and see. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not just the Almighty, but as you said, you had Thunder, who they were a bit more, you know, pushing towards the American stuff. They, yeah, they, they could yeah. do a power ballad. We all know uh, Love Walks In. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, they, they, they're great. And of course, the drummer's a fellow Palace fan, and he always wore a Crystal Palace shirt at gigs in later years. So um, that was always fun. But you had other bands like Gun. Loved Gun. Scottish, Scottish. And again, their sound's interesting. It's, it's, not, as, it's not as hard rock. A bit more alternative, and it's a bit more alternative, but it's not grunge. Yeah, I think it's because you know, eighties, eighties Scotland had its very own, very unique sort of music scene when it comes to indie rock and all that. The the C, the C forty five. You know, you only have to listen to the intro music to Tagger to realise that. (laughs) Quite, quite frankly, one of the most metal intros to a mainstream cop show ever. (laughs) Like that guitar sound on it. It's dirty, mate. It's filthy. <laughs> there you go. That's fast. Yeah, didn't didn't expect to get Taggart chucked in. <laughs> um, so yeah, gun gun or interested one. Of course, they, they later on they did quite a memorable cover of Word Up by Cameo. That's long what people before, might remember them for. Yeah, isn't it? yeah long yeah. before Corn did it, and it's yeah. far far better. But um, yeah, Gun had a great song called Steal Your Fire. Um, that's one that stands out for me. But yeah, they 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 were part of that as well. You had Little Angels. Love Little Angels as well. Angels. They had a bit more groove to them, a bit more rhythm. Uh, they were more more old school hard rock, weren't they? They were the kind of thing that yeah, someone's yeah, back. Yeah, it was a bit of a swagger to them, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. And they originally had Mark Richardson on drums, who went on yeah. to play with Skunk and Ancy and Theda. So yeah. you know, he's he's part of that. Um, I'm sure there were some other bands in that sort of... Well, you could throw in Skin and Still Skin. skin and yeah. you know, all those kind of bands as well. Choir Boys as well. Choir Boys, yeah. Choir um, Boys, yeah. Yeah, who, who it, sort of imploded. And I think to an extent you can include the Wild Hearts in that. They yeah. they yeah. crossed over. They, I mean, Ginger played with the Choir Boys to a bit, but they had that hard rock sound, but he wanted to be a bit more full on. I mean, he was a proper... You know, he loved his sort of country rock, the ginger and an old school sort yeah. of power pop. So they crossed into that sort of like that, that hard rock scene into the, the Brit rock stuff that we got in the mid 90s. Um, you've also got stuff like Wolf Spain, who, of course, Blaze Bailey was in yeah. uh, before I made. And but um, yeah, it, it, you know, it wasn't a massive scene, but it was just because it was just British bands doing their thing. But they're just there's so many great tracks there there's so much to discover and it's 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 probably eluded most people who who've listened who've got into mock, um, rock and metal you know in the last 25 years it would have been easy to bypass it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's and that's the thing they didn't outside of the british rock press you know and, and you know obviously fans in europe and usa who were very clued in they they just didn't get a look in edgeways because of everything else that was going on at the time yeah. and that's a damn shame it's wrong time yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. No, so I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. If it's see. if it's a reunion, and I can't see how it's not now. No, it's got to be in it. Um, whether it's a tour or an album, I'm I'm psyched. I'm proper fucking psyched for that. No, I'll be happy with a tour in 2023, and then possibly an album in 2024 if it all kind of yeah. works out. But first things first, I'll I'll take I'll take a London show. <laughs> That'll that's, do. Yeah, I mean that's and we'll go from there. That's that's a ses- that's a session. That is that yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It, it, look, the whole thing is almost like it's born out of pub rock anyway, isn't it? So because it's yeah. got that that honest feel. So yeah, 
yeah, Jesus loves you, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's about it for this week. Then that's that's what we're looking forward to and what we're expecting to happen in 2023. Most of it's probably bullshit, but but we'll see. Um, I do stand by my point about the Inflames album, though. But we'll see about that. Um, so we just mentioned one man metal projects. Next week we'll be joined by Hell Ripper, which is really fucking cool. Um, to talk about all things speed metal, Scotland, fucking whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. But yeah, that'll be um, that'll be a really fun episode. So uh, listening to that, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening this week. Thank you, chaps. Good to have us back. It's nice to be back, even if you feel a bit rusty. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, I, I really need to lose some weight. <laughs> Fat cunt. Um, You'll get yeah. your chance. We'll uh, we'll catch you all next week.